Medical marijuana is, again, the talk of the town, specifically inside the state house, as we near the end of this first year of the legislative session. Susan Rice claims that racism has cost the United States $16 trillion. With a T. And our overall GDP and Bud Light is feeling the consequences of woke decision-making. All of that today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. And welcome into the Friday edition. Told you this was going to be a record-breaking month, and the record has already been broken, and we're only halfway through. It's been a big month here on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. We appreciate you joining us. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. That's right. Just when we thought it was out, they've pulled it back in. We're talking about medical marijuana again inside the state of South Carolina. Mitch, I'm going to throw this to you, but first I give you some uh, information and some detail, mm. this courtesy of the state newspaper. A new poll, this was from Winthrop, shows that an increasingly steady number of South Carolinians want to see medical marijuana legalized across the state. 76% of South Carolinians, according to that poll, support legalization of medical marijuana, while 56% backed recreational use. 72% of Republicans and 80% of Democrats surveyed supported medical marijuana legislation. Medicinal marijuana is legal in 38 states, three territories, and the District of Columbia. The legalization effort started in California in 1996. We're not even 30 years in. 38 states have moved. Since 2012, 21 states and D.C. have legalized the use of marijuana for recreational purposes. If we remember last year, the Compassionate Care Act, introduced by Senator Tom Davis, passed in the Senate. Yes. Goes to the House. It is tabled on a procedural, procedural move. move, a procedural matter. The bill dies. He has since reintroduced that in the Senate, but he couldn't meet crossover. Right. So it's dead until next legislative session right. coming out of the Senate. Well, it's not necessarily dead. Um, first, a little bit of background. They, they, the reason why they um, removed it or, or killed it last year in the House is because in the state constitution, bills that originate or bills that raise revenue or ge- generate revenue, ge- establish generate a tax. revenue. My goodness, it's a it's, a it's Friday, Friday morning. morning. Yeah. Uh, that generate revenue or establish a tax, they have to originate in the House of Representatives, right. and so right. this bill, as originated in the Senate and did have a tax in it, mm-hmm. um, was ruled uh, out of order and was struck down as a result of its. Uh, internal mechanism right they've tweaked the bill they've removed that of course some would ask the question <laughs> how is it funded um and that's still kind of a giant question mark where's the money come from? where is the money coming from and i would i would suggest that it may be co- well i don't know but it may be coming from insurance marketplaces which would drive the cost of insurance up that sort of thing um so this year um it did not make, has not made crossover, which is behind us now, but the Senate can still do the work of sure. making sure that they move this along before the end of session so that when it makes, uh, when we start back up the second half of the legislative session in January, then the House can start right. working on it then. Um, we've got some. For those of you that are adamantly opposed to medical marijuana because you understand that it could lead to the proliferation of recreational use, we do have some good news on the front. We can't share all of that good news with you right now, 
because uh, as our 43rd president would say, strategery. Um, <laughs> but we will say that there's some good news yeah. on this front. Um, Absolutely. But I will say this. Uh, I believe Governor McMaster has committed to signing the bill if it makes it to his desk. So, and and I don't know that he's on the record saying that. Well, then it, then then those who oppose it might need to make sure it doesn't make it to his desk. The, yes. So or make it to any desk or any desk, maybe under a desk somewhere. Yeah, like in the uh, like in the uh, waste paper basket. Dark dark <laughs> uh, dark file thirteen. Well, I guess we'll see. Paper shredder. We'll see what happens with it. Sure. I mean, we got a long. Uh, again, nothing happens in a vacuum, and nothing happens overnight in government, specifically in South Carolina state government. Well, so it's going to take a little while. So so here's the thing, and we're going to say this about this and the next issue that we're going to talk about. If you believe that South Carolina needs to be a state where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, that's a big deal, and life is cherished, then you need to contact your representatives, your senators, your your your, your state reps, reps yep. and you need to tell them about these issues. Oh, Grace is married to truth. The, the 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 truth of the matter is uh, that we're adamantly opposed to some of these issues and we're uh, strongly for other issues, but mm-hmm. that is married to grace and you need to be winsome and kind in the way you communicate with them. It's a lot easier to um, to communicate with someone if you're offering a carrot instead of a stick. It's right. just that clear and that straightforward. I will say this. You need to be reaching out to senators and your state reps right now, have an informed opinion, and reach out to them and tell them that you're, you are concerned on on horse racing. Uh, that That's an issue in the mm-hmm. Senate right now. If you're, if you're concerned about the proliferation of gambling in the state of South Carolina, you need to reach out to your, uh, your uh, senators. Right. If you are concerned about medical marijuana, you need to reach out to your senators and your representatives. And if you're concerned about the pro-life front, if you are concerned about uh, South Carolina being an abortion destination state, then I'd urge you to call your senator. Uh, call the senators of the Medical Affairs Committee committee in the state Senate. Uh, call uh, senators and encourage them to take up the Human Life Protection Act to vote cloture uh, for that bill. We're going to be giving you an email coming up next week, early next week. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Look for that email with phone numbers so that you can call members of the Senate to encourage them. Once again, encourage them, not beat them up, not hit them over the head with the Bible, not not try to destroy their character or, or drag their name through the mud. Sure. Nothing like that. Yeah. Encourage them to make sure that the Human Life Protection Act gets a vote in the Senate. Now, procedurally, that requires a vote for cloture to end debate. It requires a uh, motion for special order. It requires uh, 24 members of the SC Senate to vote for this bill for its passage. But right now, we want to make sure that it gets a fair hearing not just not only in the medical affairs committee but also in the senate on the floor and that it makes it to a vote we want to make sure that babies in south carolina the unborn the preborn those the most vulnerable among us the voiceless have a voice and you can be that voice by reaching out to senators right i mean today they're not going to get it on a friday but you can call and leave a voicemail you can call monday right. leave a voicemail tuesday call Reach out to them. They need to hear from you about this life issue, the Human Life Protection Act, and making sure that they vote for closure. 
Absolutely. So there's several things on the local front that you need to be aware of, and those were, uh, I would say, two of the most important ones right there. We move to the national front on this Friday as we go rapid fire. This from the Daily Caller. Senior executives at Bud Light's parent company, Anheuser-Busch, were reportedly not informed about the company's partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, with one source claiming the move was, quote, a mistake, (laughs) end quote. Uh, Earlier this month, Mulvaney, of course, revealed the partnership with Bud Light, sharing an image of a personalized beer can depicting Mulvaney's face shuddering. Um, In the days that followed, a spokesperson for the company confirmed the partnership, stating Mulvaney was one of just a hundred of influencers the company was working with in order to authentically connect with its customers. Oh, An unnamed source for the company has revealed, however, that no one at the senior level of the company approved the partnership with Mulvaney. And since the partnership with Mulvaney was announced just a couple of weeks ago, Mitch... The company, Anheuser-Busch, has lost roughly $6 billion. With a B. $6 billion. Wow. That's a a lot of money. A a whole lot of money. And for any company to be able to lose $6 billion and still survive, that means they're a very large, um, far-sweeping company. Uh, with a lot of uh, different products for people to imbibe, I mean, consume. <laughs> uh, um, so that that's significant that they've lost $6 billion in, you said, two weeks? Yeah, two or three weeks, roughly. Now, I love this. You know, it was a mistake. Well, no kidding. Um, you know, as we've talked about, Joe and Jane's six-pack, they, ca- they care, but they're, they're going to buy whatever's on sale. Um, and, and Bud Light is and other Anheuser-Busch products – they're not exactly uh, top shelf material. No, no, no offense to the people sure. there in uh, St. Well, Louis, Missouri. Well, Alyssa Heinerscheid, Heinerscheid, who is now yeah, who is now Bud Light's vice president of marketing, trashed the brand in a recent viral video as fratty and out of touch. Bud Light, their own fratty. marketing director. Yes, yeah, she said that, that. She said that the brand was seen as fratty and out of touch. Quote: Like we like. We need to. I love when, like when major major corporations have vice presidents of marketing, and they begin a statement with "like." Like we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And what I brought to that was a belief in okay, what does evolve and elevate okay. mean? Oh, okay, here we go. We get a word salad. Kamala Harris is talking. It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and appeals to women and men, and I guess men who think they're women and representation is sort of at the heart of evolution. Heinerscheid said, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You wanted inclusivity. You wanted a lighter, brighter, appealing to men and women. What you actually did is you isolated women. Ostracized. You ostracized women. You you, you put a picture of somebody on a can that is a man pretending to be a girl— and you think that's going to drive sales? You think that's going to improve your bottom line? I'm here to tell you <clears throat> that outside of your woke Silicon Valley, upper crust, northeast, college-educated and critical lesbian dance theory crowd, outside of that little bubble, we all still live in the real world. 
And as we live in the real world, we still reject nonsense because all of it is nonsense. And this goes to the idea of exactly what you just said. There are so many people on Madison Avenue and K Street and all these other places who are making the decisions, the, the bureaucracy of Washington. They're making these decisions, and we see this all of the time. Whether and, and I could give you a couple examples. For the sake of time, I won't. But they are disconnected from everyday America. They don't live in Lada or Lexington or uh, Lawrence. They, nice. I got well done. Well there. done. You were searching for that third one. Yeah, I, I got Lawrence. Here's looking at you, Stuart. Uh, <laughs> this, this bud's not for you. Um, so they're, they're, they're disconnected. They don't live uh, in the food line um, shopping aisle. They don't. They right. have someone deliver their groceries for right. them. If they even eat groceries because they... They just eat out every night. They eat out every night. They're, they're those people. Um, so I think what we've got to understand here, and I love... We've talked about that reporter that never flew. She always drove wherever she was going because she wanted to see how everyday Americans lived. Right. Pay attention. See what's going on in the supermarket aisle. You know, I was listening to a conversation <laughs> the other night. I, I was sent out for Cool Whip ahead of Easter Sunday. Mm, yes. Uh, cool Whip. You need Cool Whip. Uh, and so, why are you so heavy on the H? Yeah. Don't worry. Um, and and I was listening to a conversation on Saturday night about Easter Sunday and what that meant from these uh, from a. a, a Mother, maybe grandmother, and her daughter, teenage daughter. It was fascinating. Listen, pay attention. Get connected to society, whether that's in the shopping aisle or at the Little League ballpark or, you know, every once in a while. Here's a crazy thought. When you're out on a walk, wave at somebody and say wait, hello. Wait, wait, wait. If it, I wave at them, they might think I'm trying to hit them. Uh, well, okay. So, yeah, yeah that, okay. Careful. Be careful. Uh, be careful out there. <laughs> Don't, be, stay safe. Don't wait uh, too close. Oh, what goodness. you do find, by the way, on walks is if you if you walk your dog yeah. regularly, and you know you when you when a car is coming towards you, you kind of give them the yeah, like the I'm acknowledging your existence, I'm acknowledging your presence, and thank you for moving kind of out of the way, you know, a little bit. Sorry, I'm impeding your drive. The number of people who do not even respond to you with the with the off the steering wheel, that, you know, the, what I'm the talking flap about or the two little finger, flap two of the two finger, fingers. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing? It's amazing how rude people you are. You know these you're days. in small town America, like <laughs> South Carolina. You know when you're in Lugolf. Here's looking at you. When people like pop the two fingers off the oh, steering wheel. Uh, yeah. Pine Ridge, same thing. Yeah. All right. So speaking of being connected to America and connected America. to the everyman, Susan Rice. <laughs> Totally connected. She served as an advisor under presidents both uh, both President Obama's first two terms Usually and now his in a third term. Jet on the tarmac, right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, she <clears throat> served under President Obama's first two terms and now his third one. And so uh, she was at the National Action Network, a network founded by Al Sharpton that takes action nationally on networks. Uh, and she said this: "You're." Uh, in Get the ready. last 20 years, the U.S. had a GDP shortfall of $16 trillion due to discrimination against black Americans. If we closed our racial gaps, we could add another $5 trillion to GDP over the next five years. And in case you're wondering, that's not my math. That's according to Citibank. We all benefit when every community has the chance to thrive. So, Susan, I ask you a question. As an um, African-American woman who is, in fact, a millionaire, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And, and, and again, and again, point me to a law. Point me, point me to a law or an economic standard other than the fact that Janet Yellen currently says that to an increase the labor participation rate in the female African-American community, we need to have more abortion. 
So outside of that, I'm not aware of anything else. It was really funny because uh, Rick Grinnell says the applause is anemic. She bombed. Just perfect. People don't know what to applaud for. Uh, column columnist uh, or journalist Doug Powers wrote, "Just perfect." Speaking to millionaire Al Sharpton's group, millionaire Susan Rice quotes her friends at Citibank to call the American economy racist. Fun fact: In 2008, Michael Froman, then a Citigroup executive, recommended Susan Rice for the job of U.S. ambassador to the UN. The Citibank report that she's citing this, according to Fox News, claimed that, quote, the analysis in the report that follows shows that if four key racial gaps uh, for blacks, wages, education, housing, and investment were closed 20 years ago, $16 trillion could have been added to the U.S. economy. And if the gaps are closed today, $5 trillion could be added to the U.S. GDP over the next five years. You know what else would help the GDP? 63 million other people in the economy. You add to the workforce, that's for sure. Now, if you're wondering what in the world we're talking about, 63 to 64 million, with an M, million babies have been aborted. They've been murdered in their mommies' tummies since 1973 in the Roe versus Wade decision. Now, we could talk about biblical and, and biblical worldview and all of that, and all of those things are paramount. They are of utmost importance. But at the at the base level of this, let's talk about the economy stupid. It's the economy stupid. Can you imagine if we had sixty four? Um, where would we put sixty four? I mean, sixty four million I more know. people. I, I just don't even know where they go. Like uh, in the Midwest or you know Wyoming or I, I, I don't know. I think we've got enough room. We also yeah. have enough room for those sixty four million other people. We make to pay it work. taxes. By the way, that's not a static number because, and I'm not trying to give a biology lesson here or anything like that. But sixty four million. Additional people, you know, and here's the biology lesson. It's kind of just Genesis chapter 3. A man and a woman get together, and they make more children. That seems heteronormative. Well, it's just reality. <laughs> um, and so as 64 million people sure. procreate, that, that number, that number doubles. at least double that or number will, triple. Yeah, that, or yeah. It's exponential. It's amazing what happens. Yeah, uh, one, it's pretty cool. One final thing from Susan Rice here before we get to our <laughs> final story. Quote, let's join together to build a society where we all count. Oh, yes. Count what? Your money? By the way, about forty million. She's worth, worth about forty. So million. she doesn't have forty million in the bank. I just want to make this point that just because someone's worth this amount of money right. doesn't mean they have it in their possession. L- liquidable assets. Yes, she she's worth forty million. So she this woman who's worth forty million is telling me to build a society where we all count. By the way, she's in a position of power where we can all be secure. Wait, wait. Am I secure in utero? Living in dignity and with hope. Finally, let's stand together in defense of fact truth and history we support truth over facts she goes on today mitch did you know this today in states across the nation we're seeing bans on innocuous children's books just because they feature prominently black or brown characters we're seeing black history erased from our classrooms and textbooks yes and make no mistake those who are doing this are trying to tell us that we do not count that we do not matter and that perhaps we should not exist because black history is American history. I oh, agree, agree with you. I agree with you. If Democrat President Woodrow Wilson wouldn't have started this whole thing in nineteen eleven. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm working on I'm working on the, the, the book when they were released, but uh, it not 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 good. Uh so Susan Rice says that we need to support fact and truth and history and then proceeds to lie to everyone. Here it is. History of the American people, the swarming of the English, volume one. So Woodrow they were Wilson. originally, re- well, I'm looking for when they were originally released, but you can go buy this garbage. 
Um, and he intentionally erased blacks from American history. Uh, go back. That's, that's why you don't know a lot of the black one of prominent the people. Listen to podcasts, or back then they were podcasts. Yeah. One of the most listened to shows we've ever done. I had the opportunity to interview David Barton of Wall Builders when he tells us that black history is American history. We did that last February, February of 2022. Go back and listen to that. Listen to him. Tell uh, tell us what black history equals American history. I was with him two weeks ago in D.C., and it's amazing that some of the same stuff that uh, David is saying is now found inside the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and some of these figures are South Carolinians who fought during the Civil War. They defected from the South to the North and were generals. Yes. There were black generals in the Civil War mm-hmm. for the Union Army who fought against the Confederacy. Now, whether you're a diehard, uh, gray-wearing Confederate or whether yeah. you're, you know, I will attack you with the North kind of person, I don't know, but I think that's significant. I think it's significant that some of the most uh, amazing of our, our 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 historical figures were were black. They were they were African Americans, and I think it's worth noting that the racism that Susan Rice talks about, and 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 I'm not saying there's no racism in America. I'm not saying that. I don't know that it's as popular. It's as there, widespread as they want. They, meaning the media, the government, certain government officials, uh, they want you to believe it is because this is identity politics at its worst, and they are intention. They, those that are practicing this, are trying to divide us. It, just in case you're wondering, um, we're not as divided as those people. They, those that are practicing identity politics, want you to believe that we are. Perfect. Yeah, and we could once again we could go through example after example. Sure. Here's here's the here's the thing we need to remember. We need to have conversations with people. Open conversations. Talk to one another. Talk to people. You know the this this bias that the unspoken bias can be obliterated when we realize that we have a lot more in common with the people that we think are just adamantly opposed and diametrically opposite of us. We we have stuff in common, and so I think it's important for us to talk converse, and learn, learn from others. By the way, $16 trillion in lost GDP, I mean, who is she telling this to? Is she telling the Chinese who are murdering, exterminating uh, parts of their own culture? Is she talking to the Russians who are continually uh, killing their own people? Is she talking to mm, the Saudis or the Iranians or maybe the no, Venezuelans? She's talking, or? No, she's talking to freedom-loving Americans Oh, by that, way of this speech. You. She's talking, she's talking to, you. to you, telling you that we are losing money, not because Joe Biden and this administration are spending more money than has ever been known to God or man. Because of Because you. of you and your racism. Because of you. Because you are a racist. That is why we have less money. Do you understand the idiocy in that statement? I mean, and I really mean that with all due respect. If, it's in the Geneva Convention. You Look would it just, up. If you would just do a little more of something. If you would just fall in line with the party line and shut up and sit you, down. You'd say $5 trillion. It's yeah. Like, like the little line at the bottom of the receipt when you get a yeah. four-foot-long CVS receipt at the bottom. It or, says at Kohl's, you saved, or at Kohl's where you Kohl's. spend 220 and it says, but you could have spent 475 You saved 200 and. 
$55. No, no I didn't. I no, spent, spent 220. 220. Uh so this is husband these are husbands <laughs> talking. It <laughs> it just it just saying? bugs me. It just bugs me that Sorry. that people not even the Coles thing. It bugs me that 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 we're told that the country's terrible to buy, by the people who are running the country, who have the ability to change, fundamentally change how the country is run. run. One final thing. The FBI, yeah, I don't know if you've heard go. this, the FBI Very is in the lead. spying on uh, churches. Oh, what? What is going on? Why are they spying on churches? They're spying specifically on Catholic churches to try to find informants. So, so, so what they were doing is many Catholics go to confession, Oh dear! And we can have we can have the we can have the conversation about whether that's necessary or not. The confessional booth is bugged. So, work the FBI was planning to work with certain priests as informants to squeal oh on the parishioners goodness. who are going to confession. Now, now again, now again, I kind of like my Protestantism. Where I don't have to go through there's that mediator. One mediator. And there's one mediator, and he is Christ. Not, not picking on our Catholic uh, not picking friends. On, not picking on our Catholic friends, but there's one mediator, and he is Christ. I'll repeat it again. And so the FBI like sees the st- Catholics, specifically conservative Catholics, as possible extremists and terrorists. And let me tell you one thing. You're out there. You're going to your Baptist church on Sunday, or your Presbyterian, or your Lutheran, or your Methodist, or your... Uh, Episcopalian, or as long as as long as it's not Unitarian Universalist, and you're saying, "Well, that's happening to Catholics. What's to stop them? And what what is stopping them from actually trying to infiltrate evangelical churches now? Because what we're seeing is when they see Christians, they see extremists. Do you know why? Because the Christian worldview is completely antithetical and threatening to the current progressive." woke worldview and so that's just one final thing on that and finally one final thing (laughs) finally 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 one final thing we go to as i try to find this we go to u.s intel agencies this from nbc news may change how they monitor social media chat rooms and social me and social media at all they won't screen crawl them now they'll hire people to watch them personally because there were documents that were leaked that they didn't know about for like a week. No one is happy about this, said one senior administration official. The Washington Post publishes this. The secret Pentagon documents appeared in an obscure part of the internet focused on gaming. Obscure. The U.S. government may not have been looking there, but cybersecurity experts have long known that Discord, where they found it, has been used by criminals and hackers to spread malware and stealthily transfer stolen information. If a 21-year-old in Massachusetts can get a hold of information... What's to, what's to stop any of our enemies from getting this information at this point? And then and and then they're using this as a proxy to just spy on you more. Yeah, sure. Because it just makes more sense. Um, I told you that was the final thing. Actually, one other thing today. The final, final, final. Today, Mitch marks the 111th anniversary of what major event? You just looked at my screen, so you know. 19. Whatever it was, math. Yeah. The sinking of the Titanic happened 111 years ago today. And I will close with two final things. Number one, there was enough room on the board for both of them. You know what I'm talking about. Looking at you, Jack. Here's come on, DiCaprio. If you if you if you'd let her on the if 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 or actually sorry if she would let you on the board, you'd have had uh, awards way before. And and number two, my encouragement to you all as we sign off today. Thank you so much for watching, listening, sharing, subscribing, giving us the five star rating and review. 
for Mitch Prosser. I'm Justin Hall. Thank you so much for watching the fastest growing conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. And just remember, let's uh, let's go give the world a lick. Have a great weekend.